From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome you to this broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. This week, Dr. Cairns continues a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Continual Guidance. The text is Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 11. The Lord shall guide thee continually. What aileth thee? Hast thou lost thy way? Art thou entangled in a dark wood? Canst thou not find thy paths? Stand still and see the salvation of God. He knows the way, and he will direct thee in it if thou cry unto him. Every day brings its own perplexity. How sweet to feel that the guidance of the Lord is continual. If we choose our own way or consult with flesh and blood, we cast off the Lord's guidance. But if we abstain from self-will, then He will direct every step of our road, every hour of the day, and every day of the year, and every year of our life. If we will but be guided we shall be guided. If we will commit our way unto the Lord, He will direct our course so that we shall not lose ourselves. But note to whom this promise is made. Read the previous verse. If thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, we must feel for others, and give them not a few dry crusts, but such things as we ourselves would wish to receive. If we show a tender care for our fellow creatures in the hour of their need, then will the Lord attend to our necessities and make himself our continual guide. Jesus is the leader not of misers, nor of those who oppress the poor, but of the kind and tender-hearted. Such persons are pilgrims who shall never miss their way.
Pastor A.W. Tozer was one of the spiritual giants of the 20th century. A self-made scholar with an insatiable hunger for the deep things of God, he was known to often burn the midnight oil in his study, seeking a more profound experience of his Lord and Savior. His book, The Pursuit of God, is the result of long meditation and much prayer. It is not a collection of sermons. It does not deal with the pulpit and the pew— but with the soul athirst for God. Some of the chapter titles include Apprehending God, The Gaze of the Soul, and Meekness and Rest. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer complete reprints of this timeless devotional help free of charge 
or your copy of The Pursuit of God, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your free copy of The Pursuit of God. As he continues this series of messages on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, Dr. Cairns concludes a message called The Spirit of Prayer. In the course of this message, Dr. Cairns has been showing how the Holy Spirit helps believers in the place of prayer. In developing this theme, Dr. Cairns has explained that the first thing the Holy Spirit does in every true believer is to create the desire to pray. In addition, the Spirit imparts strength to pray— and he gives believers wisdom to pray, especially through the spiritual use of the scriptures in prayer. In the concluding portion of the message, we'll see that the Spirit seals God's promises to the believer and that he assures God's people of victory in prayer. Now Dr. Cairns finishes this message, The Spirit of Prayer. It's a capital mistake to try to pray apart from the Word of God. I was reading just a couple of days ago, once again, some of the observations of George Mueller on prayer and the connection between the Bible and prayer. Mueller was telling a congregation how he prayed. He would get up in the morning and he would uh, get down his Bible and he would be reading consecutively in the Old Testament and in the New Testament but he would get down his Bible and he would read a verse and he would let it sink in and he would begin to talk to the Lord uh, through this verse of Scripture. Praise God for what it instilled in his mind as an item for praise. Soon he would be led on to confession and supplication. But as he meditated on the Word of God instead of just skipping lightly over it as he let the the Scriptures and the very words and thoughts of Scripture percolate as it were right through his brain he was led out to pray and he said a very interesting thing and I hope that you'll never forget this he said after some years of Christian living I discovered something that the most important thing at the beginning of every day for me was not 
to serve God. It was not to reach others. The most important thing for me at the beginning of every day is to have my soul brought into a happy state with God. Very, very simple observation from one of the greatest men of prayer the world has ever known. He said, that's how I spend the beginning of every day with the Word of God, letting the Word sink into my mind, lifting them up to the Lord, using them for worship, for confession, for supplication, until through the Word of God I am brought to a happy state, until I am brought to a peace of heart and mind. And then I am prepared to serve God. Then I am prepared to serve others. Remember, this is the man who did serve others. A man who, I think, between his 70th and 80th birthday, started on his worldwide ministry and traveled the world in the last century without airplanes and fast ships, etc. Some five times after having set England ablaze with the work that God did to him. Is an insight. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom to pray, teaching us to use the Word of God and the will of God. He gives us words in prayer. Hosea 14, verse 2 says, Take with you words. Now, you need words to pray. If you don't use... People, you know, have some crazy notions. And they say, well, you know, if I don't use the words, there are things here that are so deep that there are no words for them. Now, I realize that there are times when we cannot express in words the agony of our heart. And the Holy Spirit groans from within us with groanings that can't be uttered. But normally we need words to pray. Because if we don't use words, we'll never know if we got an answer, will we? You don't ask for anything. You don't know what answer you've got. So he says, take with you words. Now the Holy Ghost fills the desire, or the heart with desire, and then he fills the mouth with words. I would strongly advise you, therefore to take the great prayers of Scripture and use them, not slavishly, but as a basis for your own praying. I have often taken the words of the prayer that is called the Lord's Prayer, and I have prayed through it syllable by syllable, letting every expression just uh, grip the heart and the mind If you don't know how to pray the Lord's Prayer, you don't know how to pray. I've taken right through the New Testament all the great prayers of Paul. And I've been down before God because these are the very words that the Holy Ghost has inspired. These are the petitions that I know are the will of God. And therefore, as I will pray through these things, He will give me words to pray. He gives us words. Not only that. But he seals the promises to us. How do you believe? One of the biggest questions people ask a preacher is, how do I get healed? Well, I want to tell you, you're not going to go down to J.C. Penney's or Riches and put an order in and get a package called faith. You're not going to do it that way. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
But you're not even just going to read your Bible and suddenly find that faith jumps out of the page at you. This is something that is ministered to the heart by the Spirit of God. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. You believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. The power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the power that gives you faith, Paul says. He seals the promises. You know, when you pray, as George Mueller said you ought to pray, you're using that Bible in prayer. You're meditating on God's Word for God's will in submission to that Word and will. And you're worshiping and confessing and asking as the Scriptures demand and teach. Then the author of this book will seal the promises of Scripture to your heart. There's a little chorus, every promise in the book is mine. Every verse, something, every sentence, every line. Sounds good, doesn't it? Total nonsense, of course. Utter nonsense. Every promise in that book is not yours. Because there are some promises that promise you're going to die, and others that promise you're going to live. They're both not yours today, at least. There are some promises peculiarly for women. It would be very, very hard for me to claim those, wouldn't it? There are some promises peculiarly for men. And even in this day of women's love, uh, the women are not going to be able to claim them. So every promise is not for you today. This is where we come back again, as I've done various times, to the spiritual use of the Word. The Holy Spirit will seal the promise to your heart. Now, I don't want us to get wrapped up in mysticism, but I do believe in the living, vital ministry of the Holy Ghost who takes that promise and applies it by His grace to the heart and makes it yours. Sometimes other people can't even see how it is yours. I've often given the illustration of two missionaries back in Northern Ireland there going to be with the Lord now, but they were old-timers. They lived very close to the Lord. And to be quite honest, most Christians thought they were a little funny. Up this way, I mean, little funny, strange. And really it was because they lived on a different plane. One of them was to have her leg removed because of gangrene. Doctors had the surgery set. She was lying up in the hospital and she was being prepared for surgery and her, her sister was back home praying for her. And she was praying through the 121st Psalm. Now you and I could read through that Psalm a thousand times and see no reference to anybody going to lose a leg by, gang, by surgery for gangrene. So, she prayed and she was praying for her sister, Emma. And as she prayed, she felt that God really smote her heart and gave her an assurance. And the verse that he used was, people roared with laughter when they heard it, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. She said, well, Lord, if you're not going to suffer her foot to be moved, she couldn't get her leg off, could she? 
very simple minded but good logic so up she ran to the hospital into the ward the doctors were just about ready for surgery her sister was already prepared getting ready to go away for the anesthetic she said stop it doctor said what on earth are you doing here she said Emma don't let them touch that leg why she said God has given me the promise you not suffer your foot to be moved. Now the doctor thought she was crazy. He said, this woman's going to die if she doesn't get this surgery. She said, that woman's not going to die. Emma had more faith in her sister's prayer life than she had in the doctor's skill. And she told the doctor to go away. And he did go away. And Emma died of old age. She kept her two legs till the day she died. And God answered prayer. That's an unusual thing, I know. But God seals his promise to you in prayer by his Spirit. He provides encouragement for you in prayer. No Christian here would be telling the truth if he said he never got discouraged in prayer. Yes, you do. But the Holy Spirit encourages you by pointing you to Christ, by pointing you to the blood, by reminding you of the covenant, by instilling into you the promises of God. He reminds you of the biblical examples and uh, the answers to prayer. He convicts you and chastens you when you won't pray. He drives you to your knees so that you have to pray. And when you have to pray, He then goes back to pointing you to Christ and reminding you of the power of the blood. He encourages you to pray. When you do pray, thank God, He assures you of the victory. We need to be aware that in prayer, we're fighting a spiritual battle. Now, it's a mockery, I'll be honest, it's a mockery today to talk about the church on her knees. Especially in this country. I don't want to be unusually critical but American churches in the vast majority of cases have forgotten how to pray there's not one preacher in a hundred knows how to pray you get a preacher stands up sticks his hand in his pocket and commands God for about 30 seconds and thinks that he has prayed you think he was God and God was some little thing up in the heavens ready to dance attendance upon him We have had preachers come to this pulpit and say, as Ron Bean said, that he has been round church after church after church preaching the gospel and never once have they ever had prayer at the minister's request. Never once has he had a, any example of a minister who had any prayer life for himself. Myron Geiler told us of a minister who wouldn't pray with him the second night. Because he prayed too long. He prayed for 15 minutes before his service. You pray too long. And I'll not pray with you. This is tragic. So it is something of a mockery nowadays to talk about the great church on its knees. What prayer is for most churches and most preachers, 
most Christians nowadays, is to make up their mind what they're going to do and come to God, get down on their knee, if they even do that, and ask God to rubber stamp and bless it, amen, and away they go. My friend, that is tragic. Because we are fighting a battle. Ephesians 6 and 12, we're fighting against every power of hell. And as long as the devil can keep a church from praying, he's keeping in defeat. But let God's people get on their knees. Let them learn to pray. And God the Holy Spirit will give them victory. If you want to pray, you can pray. You don't have to be a super Christian. You don't have to be a particularly brilliantly educated Christian. You may be, you may not be, but God can use you in prayer. You can have a ministry in prayer. If you're sealed, you have the Holy Spirit, and He will assure you of the victory in prayer. You should read Acts 4, 31 to 33. When they prayed, the place wherein they were met was shaken, and they had great boldness, great power in their witness. What we need today it's not just more prayer meetings. I'm happy when the church has a desire for more prayer. But it's not just more prayer meetings we need. What we need today is more of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in prayer. And I trust that we will be found even this day crying, Lord, give to me Give to my family. Give to this church. Give to your people across Greenville and South Carolina and indeed coast to coast an enlarged experience of the ministry of the spirit of grace and supplications. May God truly by his spirit work prayer in us. And as he works prayer in us, thank God, he will work spiritual power in us, and we will yet see a breath or a moving of God in revival. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening. 
and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. 